Alrighty. Are you gonna start? Oh, I can't. No, I can. I can. I can. I can. Elliot. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Ride Home Podcast. My name is Abby. Hey, guys. I'm Caitlin. We are super excited because this is kind of our first, like, bonus episode. Yeah. Where it is not a new movie, a new release. Mm -hmm. This is our first movie that is what many would consider a classic. Definitely. Um, Probably everyone would consider it a classic, not just yeah. many. Um, and we got lucky enough that our theater, shout out to Regal, hey baby, <laughs> um, our theater was playing it this weekend, uh, Regal does a lot of like throwback movies, mm -hmm. and like we've seen like Labyrinth there, which was and great. And The Shining. And The Shining. Which was amazing. Yeah. So this week we saw E.T. Yes. And... I want to quickly mention that we are home again because of storms and there is currently storming. <laughs> it's actively thundering. <laughs> it's summer in Charleston. And so if you hear um, thunder and lightning, we are safe. We are sound. Our cat is loafed on top of Caitlin's shoe right now. It's all good. Yep. Everything is just how it's supposed to be. Just, yeah, we're, we're just good to go. So I have seen E.T., but... I have not seen it since I was probably like 12 or 13 years old. So okay. this was also like a revisit for me. But since it was your first go, we're just going to toss it off to Caitlin and you're just going to yeah. dive in. So somehow I went 31 years without seeing E.T. Incredible. And to be honest, I really don't know how I managed to pull that off. Right. You have like older siblings. I have older <laughs> siblings and we were definitely a family of pop culture. Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah, you didn't live under a no, rock by any means. Like no. your family had much deeper, like yeah. weird kind of subculture stuff that Hashtag you guys watched. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like we just straight up watched everything that was mainstream. You, like you were rocking with Titanic on VHS the when it first came first out. time I saw Titanic, I was eight years old <laughs> and my mom didn't realize that, that there was like already watched it. straight up nudity in mm -hmm. it because it was a Christmas gift <laughs> to me <laughs> from a grown man, which is a little questionable. A little bit. He probably didn't see it and he just thought he, it was like a well, romance. Just let's. This is going to be a side story real quick. <laughs> because it's my episode, there Pivot. will probably be many side stories. Yeah. As a child, mm -hmm. first and second grade, seven and eight years old, when Titanic came out. Yeah. I was Celine Dion's number one fan. <laughs> I owned many of Celine Dion's CDs. Mm hmm. And I would pop them into a little boom box and I would carry it out into the living room and I would perform concerts. You did little performances. I would do like at home karaoke with Celine Dion. And so my whole family called me baby Celine <laughs> for many years because this was just something I did. Right. So because of that, my sister's boyfriend at the time gave me Titanic on film. Because of Heart Will Go On. Because of Heart Will Go Which, On. Which, by the way, you still sing wonderfully. Yeah. That's like one of your best. I, I love it. It's a great song. Somehow on Christmas morning, I just like popped in both, both, because Titanic was on two tapes mm -hmm. because it was so long. <laughs> I managed to watch both tapes mm -hmm. in full of Titanic. Under the radar. No one knew. Kate Winslet's titty 
out in the living room yeah and nobody like, caught it no one saw and then when my mom realized that there was nudity and that I had seen it, mm-hmm. the tapes went bye-bye <laughs> and they, they just, were, they disappeared. They were hidden in a closet yeah. until I was of age. Right. Whatever my parents deemed of age to be. Yeah. So that's the story of how I saw Titanic. So you weren't. But you I know. didn't see E.T. Yeah. You weren't sheltered. So it is very shocking that you haven't seen it's E.T. It's very weird. Somehow... I made it this whole time from 1991 to 2022. It's also funny because there's a lot of like cursing and there's, I mean, I remember like being little and the joke where they, where Elliot calls his brother penis breath from across the table. I remember that like as a kid being like, oh my God, I can't believe that because like, right in our crazy conservative house it was like yeah unhurt but for some reason like some movies were okay yeah you had some weird rules we did have some interesting rules. And there but, was some interesting loopholes but et was a loophole so e. i did loophole. grow up with et yes and i somehow did not and so this was my very first time seeing this movie mm-hmm. of course like i knew some of the references because i've seen clips of it right i've seen it referenced culturally so mm-hmm. like i wasn't like living under a rock entirely i've just never seen the movie right so i have some thoughts yeah you know some thoughts my first thought was that as soon as it started i had nostalgia and mm-hmm. i was like why do i have nostalgia because i've For not even seen it before seen, yeah i think it was just because of the music a because mm-hmm. john williams is Love a genius him he's yeah. a genius and like you instantly can tell it's john williams they don't make music like that anymore i mean they he still does obviously they but just like, don't make music for movies like that no. anymore scores are just not like that scores now are almost like you know when I, like i'm editing a project and mm-hmm. i find stock music like i feel yeah. like i've found stock tracks that are as good as most scores that come out right now yeah i agree with that. and it's so sad that they don't put as much of an emphasis mm-hmm. on music anymore yeah because it slaps <laughs> it slaps and it just there's something about movies from that time period mm-hmm. with that music i'm just gonna lump the 80s and 90s together on this one yeah we'll throw in the 70s too because star wars and that kind of thing right. but like i feel like the handhold of the the film with the music of that time mm-hmm. will just never be the same no. we'll never have the union <laughs> of what those movies were with what the music was like good christian marriage like (laughs) truly like a sacred matrimony Uh uh-huh it's just something that just instantly warms my heart i feel like there are two exceptions to that okay and i believe those two exceptions are lord of the rings and harry potter sure and i feel like they howard shore and john williams for harry potter like they brought that That same energy into it where it's just like oh my god like there's something like magical about it's magical it's emotional Mm -hmm. um it's powerful it's i don't know it's it's uplifting it's almost like the romantic era of, of like music where it's like it's supposed to be emotional and overwhelming and a little bit over the top yeah. and like uh, 
I feel like right now we're slipping into I don't even know like now it's like we walk out of a movie I'm like was it even scored was it like was, was there music <laughs> were there sounds in that movie right. like I don't know yeah um so I think it's just it was so so special in that sense yeah particularly for me the ending like I felt like I was being like levitated out of my seat as the ship yeah goes like up. it yeah. was like I'm going home with E.T. Yeah. like it was just like <laughs> what a like fucking way to end a movie yeah. it was it was like it right like it really does yeah. make give you that same feel of watching a Harry Potter movie mm-hmm. watching um Lord of the Rings like you said also like those older childhood adventure movies like the goonies yeah or even like the deep cut ones like indian in the cupboard and like all of those like they all had that really vibrant music that it it really was magic and i i looked over at you in the theater in the first scene on halloween when elliot first takes off on the Uh bike and there's just this swell of music. Mm. I my entire yeah, body was got goosebumps. goosebumps. So yeah. good when they like bike across the moon. Yes. Oh my god. Okay, so watching ET gave me the same amount of feels as like being in Christmas time. Mm. Mm-hmm. And like that's what those other series of movies do for me too. Yeah. Like I associate those movies like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and all of those things give me that warm, cozy feeling that Christmas gives me. Yeah. And it's, it's again, it's because of the music, but also just, just the nostalgia of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Um, So I think what a special time for film, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think one of my favorite scenes out of the entire movie actually is when you first get introduced to Elliot and his family mm-hmm. and his older brother, Mike is sitting around the kitchen table with mm-hmm. his friends and they're playing a game at the kitchen table. And each one of them has their own brand of soda and there's uh-huh. tab, there's Coke, there's Fresca, Fresca, which Fresca was like my family's Dude, shit. Uh, where did Fresca go? I don't know, but like we had it on stock in the uh-huh. Mutchler house and also at my grandparents' house. There was always Fresca. Also, my mom had tab like in an IV like <laughs> when I was a child. Like my mom always was drinking tab. Also, Fresca and wine is an interestingly good combination. Oh, it's like a white wine spritzer. Yeah, but we used to make those. Yeah. Yeah. But that scene in particular, the lighting has like those lamps that you had in old pizza Mm -hmm. huts. And there's like upholstery on the bench around the table that Mm -hmm. they're at. And this movie obviously was released in the early 80s, which we weren't born yet. But I feel like a lot of the houses that we grew up being in and going to Mm -hmm. had that same look and feel still because people don't like update their house that in nine years. Yeah, right. And so it just that scene right there just shoots me back to Mm -hmm. being like four years old and at like somebody's, you know, a friend's house or like your grandma's house or something. Another moment, another scene that transported me back to that time and being a kid, especially, was when Elliot is teaching E.T. about a Pez dispenser. (laughs) Because along with my obsession with Celine Dion, I was obsessed with Pez dispensers and I had like a collection of them. And like every (laughs) holiday, I got a new Pez dispenser. And like... 
I carried. I think I had a Scooby Doo Pez. I had like a Santa Pez, a Snoopy Pez. Like I had like all of the Pez that you could ever have. And like I hoarded them. <laughs> and I like, it was like my trophy. Did you actually eat the Pez? Yes. Okay. Some I would people like, didn't even like eat the okay, Pez. Okay, no. I also ate the Pez and I had like m- certain flavors that I liked and certain flavors <laughs> I didn't like. But like that transported me back in time. Mm-hmm. And then of course... Since we're going to talk about candy, we have to talk about Reese's Pieces. Which is the great debate. The polarizing candy. (laughs) So I'm a Reese's Pieces. And you married a Reese's Pieces. And I married a Reese's Pieces. This is a Reese's Pieces home. I don't think you can marry someone who says the opposite of what you say on that. I can't even like say Reese's Pieces. Is that the Reese's Pieces? Reese's. Like, what kind of psychopath says that? And, like, here's the thing is I know you're trying to be, like, I know it's like, oh, well, that's the correct way to say it. Like, it's just Reese's Pieces, okay? Like, I don't know what to tell you. Right. Like, I know Pieces isn't a word, but neither is Reese's. So, like, (laughs) who cares? Like, right. And also, like, I'm not going to call a candy a Pieces. And it was funny because the family that was sitting in front of us, they, like, brought their own Reese's Pieces. Which I thought was kind of cute. It was adorable. But at first, I thought that the mom was just, like, a obsessed with it because I kept hearing her say like Reese's Pieces Reese's Pieces and I didn't realize that she was asking the kids if they wanted any I think she was also trying because they were kind of little kids and I think she was trying to explain to them like the significance of why she had Reese's Pieces because like I can imagine like bringing your kid to see a movie that was popular Mm -hmm. when you were a kid and being like now we're gonna eat Reese's Pieces and like this is why mommy brought them like right 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 whatever but like you don't have to like do that during the movie like, <laughs> it was fine it was just like at first like jennifer they got it i f- like just give <laughs> at them first, their I damn just thought that she was just like so excited to see the candy on the screen <laughs> that she was like oh, reese's pieces <laughs> she said pieces she I said pieces good yeah. because real recognizes real real recognizes real pieces is real we're gonna have to have a poll on our instagram we will of, like, whether or not you say pieces or pieces pieces and <laughs> what if I just spelled it the same way in both? But you just <laughs> have to guess which one. You had one to guess which pieces. one. Well, in my notes, um, I had a note about Reese's Pieces. Mm-hmm. And it was Reese. I spelled it the right way. And then I wrote Pieces. Like P-E-E-C-E-E. <laughs> yes. Because that's all the caps. correct. In all caps. Yes. Because that's the correct way to say it. Absolutely. Um, also in my notes was why is Drew Barrymore so precious? She is one of the best parts of that movie. That she is like the most adorable little child mm-hmm. actor I've ever seen. <laughs> like I knew she was gonna be in it, but I didn't know she was gonna be like that cute. She's so natural in it too. Yeah, like so good. And also there was a moment where she said something, like one of her deliveries. Mm-hmm. Was like how she delivers as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, oh my God, she didn't change. She hasn't changed. Except now she just dances in the rain. Now, yeah, she's gotten kind of weird. Take a moment to dance in the rain. Yeah, like if you have a second, if you haven't seen this already, <laughs> just go on TikTok and look up Drew Barrymore. And just go through her whole profile. Just go and watch because she's just something else. 
But her acting clearly stayed consistent from 1982 until now. She was so great. And I also think that the brother Mike is really good. Yeah, he was. I had a huge crush on Mike. Okay. Because you said that to me in the movie, I had to look up to see what Mike looks like now. It's not good, I'm sure. (laughs) It's worse than than what you're imagining. Oh, no. It's, It's the worst possible age up maybe ever there's a lot of really bad ones just get okay okay and what i want you to do okay because this is not a visual podcast upon seeing this picture Mm -hmm. after your natural reaction Mm -hmm. just describe this photo and this man for our listeners please (gasps) oh no oh (laughs) he looks like he was a guitarist for Limp Biscuit. Correct. And has done a lot of drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, Describe has, his hair specifically. He ha- he is a white man with <laughs> with locks with twists. Almost. Um, yes, they appear to be twists. What color are the twists? They're like platinum blonde, bleach blonde, bleach blonde, long lock twist. He, I, he never bothered to get braces he has the same he has the same teeth that he had in et oh no mike mike did not turn out (laughs) cute at all we all do know what elliot turned out to look like though because he's in our favorite series which is the bly manor midnight mouse hill house midnight mouse midnight (laughs) (laughs) midnight mass um what's his name henry Henry Thomas, I believe. Yeah. Is he, his name. Yeah. He, we know what he he turned out to yeah. be. Yeah. He just looks like a guy. To be honest, though, a couple of times during the movie today, I was like, hold on a second. Elliot kind of looks like a lesbian. Like he, yeah. like he looked a little bit like, well, he like wore long underwear the entire movie. <laughs> the whole movie. The whole movie. Never he changed only out wore of his long, long underwear. underwear. Speaking of outfits... I still think that like one of the best and funniest reveals is when you first see E.T. dressed up as a lady. Yeah. When Gertie dresses him up. It's still funny. And like, him like waddling around <laughs> in his little wig and his little bracelets like yes. and with his rings on like pointing to the sky. And I like, was, like loving it. Pop off E.T. Go. <laughs> like such a little queen. I loved it. E.T. was precious, of course. Oh, my God. And He's so cute. I loved that, like, E.T. has a heart. Mm-hmm. Like, he has, like, a heart that beats and glows, and it looks like a human heart. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was sweet. I thought that was a really nice touch. I also think that, like, E.T., his little, like, grunts and purrs, mm-hmm. like, it reminded me of Franklin sometimes. Yes. Like, he he's a little, like, cat-like in some ways. Yeah, he is. Because, like, I don't know, like, how many of you own cats, but they don't just meow. They, no. like, like, Franklin, like, grunts. Like, he goes, like, yeah, and it sounds like E.T. Uh-huh. And so when E.T. would make his little, like, I was right. like, oh, my God. Like, he's a little cat. Yeah. And he, he would, and it was really sweet because there's the one scene where E.T. first is inside the house with Elliot mm-hmm. and he actually purrs Elliot to sleep like a cat. Yeah. And I've always, like, 
I never picked that up as a kid because I never owned right. a cat. And now I'm wondering if they kind of designed him a little bit around a cat. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of makes sense, too, because there was there was Harvey. Mm-hmm. Is that the dog's the name? The dog, yeah. Harvey. He's so cute. So cute. E.T.'s afraid of Harvey at the mm-hmm. beginning. Like, kind of how a cat's afraid of a dog. Yeah. But then at the end, like, Harvey and him are friends. Yeah. And so it is funny that you said that because I did kind of notice that it was playing a little bit on the dog and cat kind yeah. of theme. Cats are aliens. And so yeah, that checks out. It all like, tracks. <laughs> we've all thought before. Maybe, like, now, okay, hear me out. Uh-huh. This movie was written by a woman. Maybe she's a cat lady. Maybe she's a cat lady. And this whole thing is just about how cats are aliens and how we can really have a relationship with cats. Oh my God, what if cats. we crack the code? Wait, that's crazy. That's a crazy theory. What if that's what this movie's really about? Also, I never knew that it was written by a woman. That's awesome. Yeah. I huh. noticed that right at the beginning because yeah. I love uh, something I also love about old movies is the credits rolling at the yeah. beginning. And when I saw it was written by a woman, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, this was the 80s when this came out. Yeah. Like, that, I feel like, was very uncommon for there to be right. women like screenplay writers right but at the end it all kind of made sense to me because there was so much heart mm-hmm. in this it had movie. A little female touch to yeah, it yeah it was a little maternal uh-huh. it was very homey it was very like a woman's it touch was tender yeah it was tender yeah very tender movie um what was not tender though <laughs> oh no two things okay first of all why were the astronauts being astronauts yeah. on earth i don't know the whole biohazard situation yeah they weren't wearing like hazmat suits <laughs> they were wearing like legitimate some like, of them were some of them were wearing hazmat, but the initial scene where yes. it's like they open the door and it's an astronaut i was like but they're on earth and there's gravity right. here like why is his helmet on right and also why were they attacking the family <laughs> like, <laughs> why were they climbing through the window <laughs> <laughs> they were so, that was a scary scene i know so i actually remember that like when i was a little kid et had some scary parts to it like yeah. i felt scary um it felt scary at times like the ball getting thrown back was yeah. scary and also i don't know why but as a kid i was disturbed to my core at when mike finds et in the stream like i was oh, like yeah <laughs> like <laughs> it bothered me so much that was a little but much. i remember that the astronauts like breaking into their house <laughs> was terrifying especially because throughout the entire movie you never see any of like their faces and it's just this right. ominous group of men yeah so that was interesting too because it was like at the beginning when they're like the men are like searching the scene of the space station dropping or whatever uh-huh you don't see them and you just see like the one guy with the keys right. which is a character name on imdb is literally keys <laughs> and it was like who are these just like random men in trucks like yeah. hunting for aliens and i thought they were like not poachers i guess but like some sort of like like alien hunters yeah, yeah. like storm chasers yeah. but aliens <laughs> and so i was like what's going on uh-huh. and then like later it's like it's an astronaut but then like keys is here and it's also the police and like the SWAT also team the FBI, and the FBI. Also the federal government it says on like their trucks. Yeah it was like every agency ever yeah. which I was like whoa like that's like that's so 
telling of the times of like how afraid of space we all were. Also, one of my favorite things is that they cover the entire house in a hazmat um, like bubble basically uh-huh. and like a tube running out to the truck yeah. that they're going to remove E.T. And then like while they're all working on E.T., all of them take off their masks at one point. And there's yeah. no reason why they take them off. They all just like decide at one there time that they're just moment. like, oh my God. But you know what I realized? It was like the moment where they revealed who Keys was. Mm. Because like Keys, we finally see his face. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was like they revealed it. And it was like, we were supposed to know who that was. Right. And I was like, who's that guy? It's <laughs> right. like, we don't know him. Because it was like the music was very uh-huh. suspenseful. And it was like, da-na-na. And his face. And I was like it's a guy yeah like who is that richard like i don't know like just a person john and then like all of the other adults start taking their masks off and it was just like which which even when he lets all the frogs out in the school building you don't see the teacher ever right and so it's this weird thing where you only see the mom Mm -hmm. for the entire time i don't know i'll have to maybe we can look that up or like unpack that i don't know sure I want to say that maybe it has something to do with the, that they're men and that Elliot mm-hmm. has daddy issues because mm-hmm. his dad left. Yeah. And like I he's fi- missing his father. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's like a part of it. Sure. Is that like, you know, his yeah. only connection right now to like adults is his mom and like he sure. blocks men out from his life because he's yeah. maybe something like that. But I didn't yeah. notice that. On this viewing that I never noticed as a child. Mm -hmm. Which, because this was my first viewing and I'm an adult, I picked on that. Yeah. Like, right away. I mean, we both picked up on it. But it was just like, oh, that's interesting. Like, we're only seeing the mom. The other thing that I thought (laughs) was interesting and scary is, like, I genuinely thought E.T. was going to die. And I was like, okay, (laughs) what the hell? Like, (laughs) you were ready to fight. Not killing E.T. Right. Like, we can't do that. And then I had a moment where I was like, no, they're not going to like, this is a children's movie. Like, right. They're not going to kill E.T. <laughs> like, but then I was also thinking like, OK, but this was made in the 80s and like children's movies in the 80s and 90s are some of the most traumatic things I've ever seen. <laughs> right, right, right. Like Old Yeller. Oh, my um, God. Air Bud. My dog Skip. Anything with a dog. Anything with a killed. pet. Yeah. In the 80s and 90s was just like traumatic my dog skip literally i want to sue whoever made that movie for childhood trauma that has been permanently marked upon i'm like depressed just thinking about it it's so horrible just thinking about it who signed off on who said we could see that when we were children i don't know well they i feel like nobody really thought they were just like oh it's a cute dog movie and then we watched it and it's never just a cute dog never Never. Does the dog die.com. Does the dog die.com. Use we'll it. Save your life. Yeah. But in the 80s and 90s, we didn't have that. And we Ugh. didn't have does et.com. So <laughs> we all just sat around and thought ET was going to die. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back to life and it's great. His little glowy heart. His little glowy heart. I could feel you melting like in the seat next to me. <sighs> I could feel your emotions seeping and, like, out of the your body. The fact that like not just his glowy heart, but the fact that their brains were like connected mm-hmm. and that their brain waves were like matched. Yeah. Like it was so sweet. It was so sweet. I just thought what a sweet movie to see, mm-hmm. you know, and like I think especially now like i'm not gonna tear up like (laughs) especially now like 
at a time where I think we all tend to feel extremely isolated and disconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just really cool to see a movie about connection yeah. um, and not only human connection, but like connection with something other than yourself, you yeah. know, other than something yeah. like you. And I think it just, it still holds up. Absolutely. 30 years later, 40 years later, really. Yeah. And wow. Um, it just it's 40 years, it's wow. 40 years old and it 40 years this year, actually. Yeah. And I agree with you. And I think that like one of the, like the special parts about it was being in a theater with yeah. every age group. There was like a family with like, they're showing their like young kids and there mm-hmm. was, another family sitting in front of them with their kid and there was us and obviously I was showing you for the first time and there were some older people behind us Mm -hmm. uh, too and like it was a really cool mix of people it was a very cool mix very like every different age and race in one theater watching this movie yeah and I think that's what this movie is about honestly it's about connection yeah and the more I talk about it, the more special it yeah, is. Yeah, I, I have to say right now, Caitlin is actually. I'm crying like actively right now. <laughs> crying and wiping tears because it's just it's an impactful movie, and like I think seeing it now mm-hmm. and having never seen it before, it's almost I think more impactful to me than if I had seen it as a kid. Yeah, because I've I went in pretty blind, and mm-hmm. so to see it from start to finish, to experience it in a theater, it was just like the stars literally aligned. <laughs> yeah, and E. T. like called me home to see this movie. <laughs> like I don't know, it was just it I'm was really, I'm yeah. in my feels for sure. I obviously have to give it a large popcorn. It's a thousand percent. It's a like large a popcorn. trough of popcorn. Like <laughs> it's really sticking with me, and yeah. it's I can. 100% see why it's a classic. I can 100% see why it has a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. And you Tomatoes. were telling me that it got nominated for, was it Nominated eight? for, I believe, eight Oscars and it won four. That's awesome. But it was nominated for like some big ones, like Best, best Picture, Picture Best Director. Director. Yeah. But it, of course, won for Best Music Original Score. Of course. Like, that, ain't no way. That's that the that. most <laughs> deserving Oscar maybe yeah. I've ever heard of. It did also win for visual effects, which is interesting because there was a moment, actually, was at the end when mm-hmm. when the space um ship but, yeah. is flying away and i was thinking to myself this came out in 1982 right like that was some pretty mm-hmm. advanced visual effects some of the movies that we grew up with i feel like you know like jurassic park or mm-hmm. star wars or et like i feel like their practical use of special effects sometimes like it's better than what we have now yeah it's almost more impressive but they were really using up. their brains yeah. oh yeah <laughs> like they were really really they big having brains to on use that. their brains yeah. because they didn't really have like the advanced technology that we right. have now to make that so like they right. just like were out there like making that shift from scratch absolutely and which I, is I, so cool if you made et right now no hell no yeah it, it just wouldn't be that it no. wouldn't be that at all man shout out to steven spielberg like i know he's directed so many movies that he's almost like mainstream sure like i feel like people when they list their favorite especially people like i was a film major right. and i know a lot of like film bro nerds and they might drop some like more deep cut director names like right. oh my favorite director stanley kubrick right every time i see a spielberg movie i always think to myself like i've never 
said, oh, my favorite director is X. I've never said that. Sure. But when I actually watch a Spielberg movie, I'm like, it has to be him. Yeah. He has directed so many movies that like are my childhood, Uh you know, like Hook. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like this movie, there's just so much that he has given to us over the years that I'm just like, he has to be. Yeah. Like he has to be my my favorite director. So I'm saying that. that. Putting it out there. First time. First time. Wow. I'm saying it. It, He's got to be. I'm so glad that you enjoyed it as much as I was hoping you would. If Regal keeps putting out these older movies, um, you know, we might do some other bonus. I was going to say, I would love to do another yeah, because again, like they played Labyrinth before, and they've played some some older movies that Caitlin has not seen. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we can do some more of these like throwback bonus episodes every yeah. once in a while. Next week, we will be taking a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Um, the first two episodes of Rings of Power on Amazon <laughs> Prime are coming out, so I will be ignoring. Abby will be busy. I'm gonna be so busy, just the busiest. Um, pray for me that it's good because yeah. I need it to be. We have to have it be good. Uh, yeah. Because um, if not, then we'll, you might not ever hear from us again. I might be gone. <laughs> <laughs> but we will keep you guys posted on our Instagram for when our next episode is going to be and what our next movie is also going to be. So I hope you guys enjoy your coming week. And thanks for joining us on the ride home. Bye.